What's up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris Wilson, host of the Average Sports Nerds podcast. ASN is a podcast started by two lifelong friends who have a passion for sports and the debates surrounding them. You can connect with us on Instagram at AVG Sports Nerds. From all of us here at ASN, we thank you for your support and we hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris. We're back again. NFL on the brain. So many stories. We just got to get right into it. So what's going on, Derek? What's going on, Chris? Yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of moves going on, man. I'm excited to kind of get some theories going here. Yeah, definitely, man. Since the last time we talked, so much has happened. The franchise tag deadline has come so we got players getting tagged, other guys who didn't get tagged who are going to be free agents now. So we're going to get into all that. I mean, some players even got cut already to save cap space. Uh, it's been wild. So we'll start off the top with Dak Prescott. This, I think, the biggest news of the week. Signed a four-year, $160 million deal with the Cowboys. $126 million guaranteed. Uh, making $75 million his first year. No trade clause. Uh, can't be franchise tagged when it's over. Biggest signing bonus in NFL history is $66 million. What What were your initial thoughts on this deal? I mean, the guy deserves it. You know, I feel like him getting injured was definitely throwing a kink into the whole, is he the guy or not? Should he, does he deserve a contract? But obviously, those doubts were put to rest. You know, he got what he wanted, and he got a, a nice contract, man. He sit pretty in Dallas, and I'm actually happy for the guy. You know, I, I saw the game where he went down. I I felt so bad for him that game. I thought his career was either over in Dallas or it was just not never going to be the same. He was, you know, no one was ever going to think of him as a secure pick at, at a, as a start starting quarterback. However, that. That narrative is, is is gone now. You know, he's confident in himself. Hopefully his recovery goes well and he can come back and really earn those dollars he made, you know. With no bias at all as a, as a Washington fan, you know, I dude, let's let's see Dak really carry this load and uh, prove to people that he deserved that. This is his team. Let him have let him have the keys and um do some big things there in Dallas. So Yeah. Um definitely I agree. Uh, I'm super happy for the guy, first and foremost. thought he deserved his money, and he got it. $160 million in four years. That's $40 million a year, just like he was asking for. So he got that $126 million guaranteed. Definitely big money for a guy who – I know last year he made $31 million, a little bit – almost $32 million, I think. But before that, he had never made more than like $2 million in a season. So – Super happy for him, like I said. I did want to talk about $66 million signing bonus. If I understand things correctly, that means that yesterday when you signed that contract, they transferred him $66 million to his account. So <laughs> can never hate on a man for taking that. <laughs> That's like, the largest signing bonus in NFL history. Actually. Yeah, he just beat out um, – I can't remember who was second. It was somebody at 65, but it's definitely the largest now. 
his cap hit, which I want to talk about, was a little interesting. Uh, so for this season, based on how they split up the signing bonus for all the contract talk, you know, I'm not a contract guy or anything like that. So 22.2 million cap hit this year. I thought that was huge for the Cowboys. Uh, jumps to 33 and and then 44 the year after that. So I actually thought that was like smooth how they pulled that off. And as a Washington fan, I was a little upset. I was hoping that if he signed for this much money, it would like wreck the cap. But I think they, I think they actually figured out a way that was good for both of them. And I hate to say that. <laughs> hey, and you can't hate a organization finding stability. And that's that's the thing that we have lacked a long time. But I, you know, yeah. better days, better days, better days coming in Washington. But, but you know, definitely good on uh, good on Jerry Jones, man, just pulling the trigger there. Yeah, I guess just we'll ask one question for you. For uh, Do you think he's going to live up to the contract or do you think this is like overpaying? Well, I, I mean, there's a thing, you know, CeeDee Lamb being a, another target for him. I definitely think that their offensive line has to be tuned up a little more. You got to protect the guy. Hopefully that also opens up, you know, a little bit more for Ezekiel Elliott to kind of come back to and, and be his old form because you can't. I don't think Dak Prescott is the kind of guy to carry the team on his back. I can tell you that much. Right. Um, but if if all pieces are on the board where they need to be and executing the way that they should, um, you know, Dak Prescott can can capitalize off of that. He's a good football player, you know, so it's really contingent on the rest of the team. The only shaky part about that team right now is coaching. I'm not too not sold on Mike McCarthy and staff, but Let's see what let's really see what happens. This is um this is can go both ways. It can honestly go both ways. You know, basically the offensive line just has to protect Dak. That's you know, that's the main part. Yeah. Holsters, that's it. Yeah, nah. What I was gonna say, I think for Dak, I think living up to the contract definitely is playoff success. And like you said, it's gonna depend on the team around him. They are other guys on the team making a lot of money. And I know that's not what people want to hear, but these dudes have to step up too. Like you said, Ezekiel Elliott, he's got to step up. Tyron Smith, the left tackle, he was hurt all last season. So he's getting paid big money. He's going to have to get healthy and step up for the team or else people are going to say that Dak Prescott's not living up to the contract. Like, I think Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. I've never really doubted him as, as that. I even thought that at Mississippi State, I just didn't know that he had the accuracy like passing the ball that he does, but he's been good everywhere he's been. And I have no doubt that he's going to be good. And like I said, it just sucks. I was hoping that maybe somehow he'd be a free agent next season and our team could go after him or something like that. But we're going to have to figure something out. But sticking on Dak Prescott is, I think he's going to live up to it, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to have that much success because I don't believe in a lot of those guys that step up. Demarcus Lawrence, he's, I think he's way overpaid. Uh, Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, who's always injured. Even right. uh, Leighton Vander Esch, I don't think he's as good as like they make him out to be. He's solid, but I think they're all just – I don't know. I just don't think they have a good defense at all. So, we'll see. Yeah, that's for sure. But with CeeDee Lamb, you know, I've, I always liked CeeDee Lamb. I mean, I was at Oklahoma, right? I was like, yeah, that guy. I, I thought he was thing. the best receiver in that drive. 100%. Now he's rocking the 88. 
you know, the Dallas Cowboys 88, he has to, he's got a lot of big shoes to fill to himself. So hey, Amari um, Cooper too. He's getting paid money, man. He's, he's got, to right, right. he was good, but not 20 million. Good. Hey, so, yeah. 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 But I guess we can move on. Like I said, there's so much stuff. We'll go. We'll talk about the players that got franchise tag. I think the official day for that was Tuesday afternoon. So by the time you're listening, this has obviously already happened. But Allen Robinson from the Bears officially tagged the wide receiver. Saints tagged Marcus Williams, the safety. Our Washington football team tagged right guard Brandon Sheriff. Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin. Jaguars with their offensive tackle Cam Robinson. Giants tagged their defensive lineman Leonard Williams. Shoot, it's a lot. Like I said, Jets tagged safety Marcus May. Broncos, their safety Justin Simmons. And then Panthers tagged their starting tackle Taylor Morton. So, like I said, there's a bunch. I don't think we really have to go into all these guys, but who out of that list stands out for you the most? Definitely um, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. That's a big one. Uh, bringing him back this year, he was a he was a pretty big asset to Tampa Bay this year. Brandon Scherf, this is his second Pro Bowl season. Yeah, we needed to um, bring him back. Yeah, we need that was a big one for us. I want to get him on a solid term deal. I think he deserves it. I mean, he's filled in that guard position. You, for those of you who don't know, he was drafted as a tackle out of Iowa. However, you know we transitioned him to a guard, and he's 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 done a marvelous job transitioning into that position. Yeah, it's a big difference when you're going from the outside of the line and going into the interior offensive line. So he's that proves how versatile he is and how he's able to adjust and just fill the role that he needs to be. So that was a big one for Brandon Scherf. And Allen Robinson's a good one. Not sure who's going to be throwing the ball in Chicago. However, I feel like as far as Allen Robinson someday getting a long-term contract, I don't see that happening. I think uh, maybe next year they're most likely going to part the ways. Bears, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, he's – yeah, I think Allen Robinson – I think he wants out of there. Like, I feel bad for him. He's really played with some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's right. been a top receiver. I know he's had a few injuries, some major knee injuries really, but other than that, he's been great ever since he's been on the field. He played with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and a little bit of Nick Foles this year, so – like, yeah, I was I was hoping for his sake he wouldn't get tagged. Yeah, it happened. I mean, who else? Who else do they have really to tag in that? You know, yeah. who can they keep on? No one. Allen Robinson is the only guy who's um, that caliber of a player. Where do you want to commit to? You know, the salary cap with them, or you, know, you got to have someone with talent on the team. You know, in the next year, part ways, let's get some draft picks and. Get them a quarterback, hopefully in free agency this year. See what happens. Yeah, they're playing that. Well. That was a good. That was a good move on them tagging Allen Robinson. Yeah, waiting until I mean, what they got, got to problem. lose, right? Right, nothing. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. For me, those are the only ones that stand out. Those are the only ones that stand out. Yeah, I would say you mentioned Chris Godwin. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I didn't know that the Bucks were going to have that much money to put to him. So I don't know if they're going to be able to get. Shaq Barrett back. Sorry. And yeah, I don't know if they're gonna be able to get Shaq Barrett back. So that's gonna to be tough. Kevin for them. Davis. 
Ab Davis. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep. Yeah, they kept Levante David. I guess we could bring that up yeah. now. They signed him to a two-year, twenty-five million dollar deal, twenty million guaranteed. So he got a little bit of bread. I thought he was gonna go for more bread than that. So I guess obviously he wants to stay with the championship team, and I can't blame him. Twenty-five million enough in the sky fat for sure. Right. So and you got to keep one or the other. You know, I would say you know Shaq Barrett and. Yeah, I, I didn't think they was gonna have enough money for Barrett, anyways. Yeah, yeah, but, so I, they made their decision on that. So see what that's happening. Yeah, unless uh, he's taking a big pay cut, I think he's gonna get paid somewhere else. Yeah, I think somebody's gonna throw a sure. big long term deal at him. He's gonna he's deserves gonna go. it. deserves it. I can't wait to see where he goes. I mean, the other one I wanted to talk about real quick though before we move on was um Justin Simmons from the Broncos. I actually think he's a really, like, maybe a top five safety. I don't know if he's actually in that top five because I always say that there's a there's a lot of guys, I think, that are really good safeties right now around the league. Uh, just They just are playmakers sometimes. And, it, like, that's what I want out of safety now because with the way the rules are, you're going to get beat sometimes and stuff. But, you ha- but you, like, you got to make up for it with big plays, turnovers. And I think Justin Simmons is one of those guys. So. That's the, actually the second franchise tag the Broncos used on him. So he's going to be getting paid big bucks this year. And I'm trying to see him off of Denver because they're not very good. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know where Denver – I don't even know where Denver really needs to improve, honestly. Maybe they're off the line. Quarterback. Quarterback, too. Of course, a quarterback position. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, they got some pieces in play. Yeah, but I guess we can slide off the franchise tag and talk about some of the players that didn't get tagged this go-round, and these guys are going to be free agents. Maybe get your take on which of these guys can really make an impact for a new team or could go back to the team that they're already with. Let's start with Kenny Galladay. It says the Dolphins are expected to show a significant interest in him. Uh, obviously, he was the Lions wide receiver, big body wide receiver. We've got Aaron Jones from the Packers, the running back. Falcons didn't tag Keanu Neal, the safety, so he's out there. Cardinals linebacker Hassan Reddick, uh, he had 12 and a half sacks this year. Seahawks didn't tag their corner, Shaquille Griffin, so he's going to be free agent, but they are saying they're going to try to work to get him back. Chargers, I thought this one was kind of big, didn't tag Hunter Henry, the tight end, so he's a free agent now. Steelers with Bud Dupree, who obviously is coming off a pretty big injury, so we'll have to see what happens with him. The Patriots let go of Joe Thune. I hope I'm saying that right. He's a guard. Some of the stories I saw, he's regarded as one of the best guards in the league, so we'll see what happens with him. Bengals with linebacker Carl Lawson, who I don't, I don't know. Titans, <laughs> John U. Smith, the tight end, who's he's kind of athletic, but I didn't think he was up for the franchise. And then Lions with defensive end Romeo Aquara, who apparently is pretty good, but I don't, never I've actually never heard of that guy. So any of these jump off the list that you yeah, like, just, guys? We should don't watch Detroit about. football. You know, it's not something I yearn to watch. watch yeah, I don't feel like he's for somebody to get the franchise tag though. You gotta be like a, a star player. I feel yeah. like he when they I played mean, against yeah. us. I mean, I watched that game. He didn't really. I never heard of this guy. Yeah, right. Not once did he. You know what I mean? And that win against us. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> obviously, Kenny Galladay is the biggest one. Everyone knows yeah. Miami 
is the top buyer. I think I don't want him to go there. I, I mean, Miami's going to be crazy on fire if they get Kenny Galladay. And there's another player that they may just get that's on this list as well. You know, if they get both of those guys. Who are you talking about? Aaron Jones? Talk about Aaron Jones, baby. Yeah. If they get both of those guys, man, oh my God. Miami, whew. It's going to be a fight in the AFC East. I'm telling you right now. A lot of people are saying, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to New England, that it's a wrap. New England's going to take the division again. But if Miami gets any dollars. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. I got to no, no. say this. No matter what, if Miami doesn't do a thing and Jimmy Garoppolo just goes to the Patriots, they're not going to win. The Patriots have no weapons. Like, nah, 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 nah. Well, I can't let that go. Saying. I that's can't let saying. that go. A lot, a lot of people are saying, uh, I was just watching ESPN the other day. Who was it? Uh, Bro, Mike Tom Brady Mike. played there. Like, I don't even want to talk about Cam Newton because people were like, oh, he was trash. But Tom Brady played there, and people were talking about he was washed because they didn't have no weapons. And as soon as you go to Tampa Bay, I don't hear nobody saying that anymore. So they got to get some weapons. They got to get a line. They got, their defense wasn't that great. I know they had all those people missing because they opted out for COVID, but we got to see. I don't know, man. I'm not sold on the Patriots at all. Oh, no, I'm People are saying that uh, Patriots are going to be competitive adding Garoppolo. He'll be competitive, feel- though, because I like Jimmy G. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Could happen. However, if Miami does grab Kenny Gallagher and Aaron Jones. Oh, they're the favorites. Oh, no, I whole- mean, I don't know. They got the Bills, though, the Bills. I know, yeah. I keep forgetting about the Bills. But, however, they they, they could be competitive, man. They could win games. Yeah. Regular- if all they have to do is beat the Bills regular season. Those and guys can play like those. Those two are really good players for sure. Hundred percent. Any Galladay and Tua, you know, I, a lot of people say, "Oh, Tua was pedestrian at best." But yeah, he was. You know, he's a playmaker, though, man. He's a playmaker. I, I don't think, know. I got to see. Sophomore year, he can only get better. And um, adding a couple of weapons there in the backfield and on the outside is, you know, getting him a, a good number one receiver. If we might see, we might see a different offense in general. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope they do actually get him some help. I know I said at first I don't want to see him go there, but you're right. He, they do need to get him some weapons. So if they do get these guys, I got to see something out of him because I didn't see it last year personally. I I didn't see much upside. He kind of reminded me of when we first got Dwayne Haskins, and every time he would go out and play bad, I would be holding on to hope and saying that, you know, he's young, he's a rookie. He's going to get better. And then throughout the season, I felt like he never really did. And I was still just holding on to hope. And I feel like that's what's happening to me with two attack of our low. And I, I, don't want, I don't want that to happen again because it's, it's hard to go through that, man. And I just well, – I don't – I'm not expecting much from him now. Well, He's got to you know, prove it to me. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, you, when you're comparing Dwayne Haskins to two attack of Iloa, Dwayne Haskins had two seasons. Dwayne Haskins – he won maybe one game. Did he win like one game where he started from beginning from beginning to end? I mean, their, their their team was a lot better this year. Their defense was a lot better. They were winning well, yeah, games before he came in. That's the thing, but he he wet the bed. You know, even with our powerful yeah. defense, he couldn't turn it around. Oh, I, don't get me. I don't want to. I don't want to say too is like. Tua like, didn't wet the bed. Yeah, he, nah, wet. he's light years better he, than Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't see – I can't compare him to, to Dwayne Haskins. That's just – that's insulting to me. He's, uh, he, 
He didn't do anything on the field last year, though. I will say that. I don't know. He he did show signs of of, of using his his athleticism to be playmaker. You know, there's been times where he ran the ball right against him. He's fearless. He's quick and fast. You know, maybe his mechanics definitely need to be tweaked up a little bit. He did enter in halfway through the season. You know, those are those contingencies that you have to evaluate. I, I try to tell them they should have been and, starting Fitzpatrick the whole season. They should have just waited I mean, yeah. this year, man. But three and three, come on. You can't really say, okay, you know, we just drafted this guy in the first round. We're three and three right now. Why don't we just give him the keys and see if he, we can develop him into the starter? Let's give him the keys. You know, I thought that was I thought that was the right move. You know, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wow. Maybe, maybe he could have – maybe – he could have taken Miami to the playoffs. He would have. They were losing to the Raiders, who were another team that choked the season away. Exactly. Soon as they took Tua out, Ryan Fitzmagic comes in. The face mask mask throw. That's all I'm going to call it. The face mask throw. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go in and type in Fitzmagic face mask. And it'll come up because it was the greatest throw of all time. Like, they definitely should not have put him in there, especially after he came in and wasn't doing better than Fitzpatrick was doing when he was playing at the beginning of the season. Like, they should have gone back. They would have been in the playoffs. But, hey, you know, that's, that's just them investing in their future. You know, I, I feel like it's a good move. They, they drafted to a – future you know, is now. Few, we'll, yeah, we'll and, know – hey, he – I don't want to wish nothing on nobody. He could get injured tomorrow and never play again. Like, we got to play for the – if we can make the playoffs, like, we got to play for that right now. We were talking about the future for it. We can make the playoffs. Like, our, like our team this year, like, we had to put Alex Smith in. Like, we was trying to make the playoffs. If yeah. if we was, like, four and something, we weren't making the playoffs, well, I would have been have- like, man – Pick up a practice squad guy. Get a young dude in there, man. Like, we didn't, we, yeah, we, we put our first round draft pick in there one game, and he what did he do? Wet the bet. Yeah, and, and we were trying to win. We thought he could win. <laughs> yeah, my, we thought he would at least not turn the ball over, but yeah. he more than once. And you know, so Miami has a little more hope into, in my opinion, especially because it's his rookie season. He has to acclimate to the NFL, which I think he will. You know, I really do think he will. And, um, I want to make some kind of bet because I don't think he will. I not on the Tua camp. Let's do I, this. Let's say, let's say, will Tua Tagovailoa have a sophomore slump, quote unquote, because he didn't have a great season? But yeah, or yeah. will he turn things up a notch? And, and how do we judge that though? Because I don't want to just be like wins or something. Because they say, have a good team and a good defense. Let's say he has a higher touchdown interception ratio. Let's say he has it higher than. It has to be more than two thirds. Yeah, I mean, we'll work it out. Like I'm saying, like, like we'll work it out. How many? T- like, I'll look up. Actually, let me look that up. I'm look up how many touchdowns he threw this year, and we'll go over under on touchdowns or something like that. We could do that if you want. I'll that give you a number good. that's good too, because I don't think he's. I really don't think he'll be that good. All right. Even if he adds Kenny Galladay and Aaron Jones backfield, we'll see. Let's just. Oh, we'll see. We shall see. All right, so he threw. All right, so he he started nine games because I'm not going to count that first one because he played like one try. So he started nine games, and he threw 11 touchdowns. So if he played 16, that would be like a little bit more than 16, 17, 18 touchdowns. I bet you he doesn't have more than 22 
22 touchdowns. 22 touchdowns ain't a bad number. Though. Let me tell you that much. But, you know, I'll take that bet. I'll, I'll say he goes over 22. 22 touchdowns. Mark it down. Yeah. We got it right here. Our first bet on the average portion. I've been trying to do this for a while. I've been waiting for something that I could get on. 22 Let's touchdowns. Let's, I, I have two going for 25 touchdowns. I'm just going to put a number on. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you those extra three touchdowns. He's not gonna get to he's not gonna get more than 22. So if he had 22, we push. But like he's not gonna get more than 22. All right. If he well, get less, then I win though. If he get 21, I win. All <laughs> right. We'll see what happens, man. Kenny got I'm excited now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a Miami fanatic this year, watching every game. Yeah, but I guess we could get back to these uh these free agents and stuff, though, I did want to touch on Hunter Henry for the Chargers. I thought he's a pretty good tight end, but he's battled some injuries and stuff. So I'm just interested to see where he could go. Uh, honestly, there's a lot of teams around the league that could probably use a solid tight end, and I think he'll probably be the best one that's available. So what do you think about Hunter Henry? No, I have I have L.A. keeping him. I have L.A. Uh, working out a contract with him. But Justin Herbert, mind you, Hunter Henry's young. He's 26 years old. You know, yeah. he's, he's he's still got a lot of – well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I would say he got a few good seasons left in him. And why not acquire that target for Justin Herbert, who's already familiar with the guy. Let's get some wins. You know, I, I, I have him staying in L.A. I don't see him going anywhere. Why would he want to in his home since he's since he entered the league? With Hunter Henry being the offense, I mean, not Hunter Henry, the uh, Justin Herbert winning Rookie of the Year, why, why break that up? Why? I have him staying in LA. Like, I don't see him going anywhere else. I think LA should pay the man and keep him on the squad. That's in their best interest. Yeah, I really can't argue with you there. I really don't know where he's going to go. I could see a team like, I don't know. A lot of teams actually have tight ends now that I'm thinking about it. But maybe like it'd be weird, like the Texans or somebody. I just think he's gonna go somewhere wherever they give him the most money at this point, because he really hasn't done much and he's been hurt, like I said. So we'll see. see. The Texans is highly unlikely. I mean, it, it would be a good spot. It would be wrong, but I just feel like it's conflict of interest. You know, they're they're just not interested in you know a tight end. I'd say they should invest more into into other pieces rather than tight end at this point. It's the Texans. They, they, so they don't even have a number one receiver. Who, yeah, who, trust me. I'm not like – I don't know. I'm just saying it's the Texans. I know they don't have a tight end, so it's something I can say. They don't have it's, anything. Yeah. They nothing. But, you know they, – They do things with no rhyme or reason over there. Right. So. But, yeah. So, I, so, I definitely yeah. have them staying in L.A. And let's see. Let I hope see. you're right, honestly. Hill Griffin. I think that's a pretty big one. He had a pretty good year this year. Yeah, he's been a solid quarterback corner, I should say, yeah, for a few always. years. You know, I don't, I don't see them necessarily keeping him. I don't see why that would be such a, a high priority um, on their list. You know, especially because their, their defense was pretty was awful. Yeah, pretty suspect this year. Why not make some changes there in personnel? So I, I, I don't see Shaquille Griffin returning. According to you, according to the notes here, they're going to work to retain him, even though he was solid, you know. But, yeah, that's the reports I saw when I was looking yeah. stuff up earlier. I don't see why. That's, I don't, that's not really a high priority as far as what they're going to need. 
they need some they need some people rushing up front kind of help out with that just they need a lot on defense yeah they need pretty much everything but they need to add more pressure rushing the quarterback and things of that nature for sure stopping the run yeah but yeah i mean yeah it's Shaq Griffin, like I said, he's a pretty good corner. So, like I said, I'm not really going to speculate too much on where these guys go because I haven't really been reading the tea leaves or anything like that. I haven't. Right. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't really been checking the rumor mill and everything. I'm just kind of waiting for the news and reacting to it because there's so much going on. So, projecting is so hard. I just want to. I don't know. I just want to talk about these guys getting released. Some of these guys I think could actually help a team, like Hassan Reddick. I thought he was pretty good. Now, I did say he got 12 and a half sacks last year for the Cardinals, but I think like either five or six of those came in one game against the Giants. So I would be a little hesitant about him being like a superstar player or anything like that, or even like a star player. But I think he could be good, like a good pass rusher. And then Keanu Neal from the Falcons, he's a safety. I don't know if he's good or not because he was supposed to be good coming out of college, but he played on the Falcons. A lot of times, like, when you're on a bad team and a bad defense specifically, it's hard to, like, hone in and figure out who's, you know what I'm saying, actually good and who's the problems here. So I don't know if, if he's actually good or not, but I think Keanu Neal is an interesting name to watch. We'll check him out a little next year. But anybody else you wanted to mention here or talk about those guys I talked about at all before we move on? Uh, those are really the only people that stand up that stood out to me. Everyone else is kind of like, you know, yeah, kind of hang by the wayside. Yeah, I guess with that, we can talk about some more guys that will be free agents. These guys got cut by their teams. A lot of them were to save cap space. Again, I'm just going to read off a lot of these names. We don't really got to talk about everybody because a lot of these are weird guys that nobody really cares about. But we got the Vikings. They let go of tight end Kyle Rudolph, and then they let go of their offensive tackle, Riley Reef. I'm not sure about Kyle Rudolph, but the Riley Reef one is going to save them $11 million in cap space. Saints went ahead and cut Emmanuel Sanders and also linebacker Quan Alexander, which the Quan Alexander move saves them $13 million. Uh, Titans cut Malcolm Butler, the cornerback from the Patriots who made the play of this season and play maybe of, of all time <laughs> in the Super Bowl defensive realm, I guess. But Malcolm Butler, they cut him, saves $10 million in cap space. Also, Kenny Vaccaro, that saved $3.9 million for the Titans. Raiders cut defensive back LaMarcus Joyner. Seahawks cut defensive end Carlos Dunlap, saves the team $14 million in cap space. Again, with the Seahawks here, they're hoping to re-sign him at a lower number. So we'll see what happens with him. I still think he's a very good pass rusher. Lions went ahead and cut their cornerback, Desmond Trufant. Giants cut receiver Golden Tate and starting guard Kevin Zeitler, who I actually think he's solid. But like I said, I don't keep up on the offensive line that much. But last I heard, he was pretty solid. Saints cut tight end Jerry Cook. Dolphins cut linebacker Kyle Van Noy. This was one year after signing him to a four-year, $51 million contract. But it saves the team $10 million in cap space this year. So, yeah, I guess. Browns cut their defensive lineman, Adrian Claiborne, 
And then the Bills cut John Brown, wide receiver, and that saved them eight million in cap space. So, any guy, anybody on here, just I guess jump right in. Who stands out? Who who can make an impact for a new team? There's a lot on here that uh, you know I think will make a huge difference in other teams. Kyle Rudolph, you know, kind of on you know in my opinion, kind of at his peak of his career. Uh, you don't know whether he's going to start declining or whether he'll kind of hit a plateau or whatnot. But I think he could add value to a team that might need a, a tight end somewhere. Riley Reef, pretty good, pretty good offensive offensive tackle. I'm thinking, you know, there's definitely some good places he can go. The one that I think stands out the most to me, definitely Emmanuel Sanders and Kenny Vaccaro. That's a pretty, pretty, pretty big one too. I think he can go somewhere, add some value to a team. Malcolm Butler, it's a big name. However, there could be a reason as to why they're cutting him. You know, maybe his play may be a little on the, on the decline as well. It's yeah, I definitely here. think his play been on the decline. Just yeah. from the one Titans fan I know. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, not shout a big Malcolm Butler fan. Yeah, shout out to my man, Ben. But, yeah, I, I think he's kind of washed. I don't know if he was ever really that great. He just made an amazing play. Yeah, he's he's been solid. I mean, he's been consistent. You know, not a, not a bad DB, but Lamarcus Joyner is a pretty pretty big uh big one in my opinion. I've always thought he was a pretty solid defensive back as well. Pretty versatile. Had some good time over in uh he was in L.A. Right? right yeah, with the Rams. Yeah, with the Rams. Yeah, he was solid with the Rams. Yeah, he was definitely definitely had some good times in uh in L.A. There. Uh, let's see, Desmond Trufant. You know, sizey guy. You know, I think he's pretty pretty dominant cornerback yeah he's another one of those guys for me that it's like hard to tell if they're actually good or not because they just play on such bad defenses that yeah like is it them that is are they part of the problem or is the rest of the team just problems too much for that player to overcome type of thing you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah you know i i, I think desmond true font he can do some good things in, in on another team uh, I guess Lions look like they're just cleaning house. Lions just yeah. look like house. They want to start from scratch. Bargain players. With Jerry Goff. I don't get that part of it. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that. That makes the beginning. zero sense, especially since they're getting rid of Kenny Galladay. You know, are they going in the draft for a receiver? Are they going for free agency? Now you got Golden Tate. You're going to bring Golden Tate back, you know, as a more of a bargaining chip. You also got Jared Cook on the market. I don't know. I don't think he's going to do much. He's getting up there in age. Uh, and then he got, I'd say yeah. those are the only ones I've, only ones John, I've really I thought John seen. Brown was kind of interesting. I know he's had a little injury history. So I completely understand cutting him for the 8 million. But some teams that are really strapped at wide receiver, like the Patriots, heck, our Washington football team, uh, just Philadelphia. Yeah, the Jets. A, a guy like John Brown, he's not a bad receiver. I thought he's always been pretty solid. As a fantasy guy, usually if he's playing, he's always worth a shot because he he comes through a lot of the time, actually, and he just never can really stay healthy. So if the team can get him on a low contract and maybe get lucky with health, I think that John Brown actually could end up being one of the – maybe not the top free agents, but I think he could be a sneaky free agent for a team for right. sure. Yeah. Because I thought I thought he helped uh, Josh Allen a, a lot. Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. People talk about the weapons, but they never mentioned John Brown. But 
he he does his thing. Well, that's the thing is, you know, that now that they got, um, yeah, they don't need Stephon, him. You know, they they don't need him. Right? You know, they'll save the cap space. You know, yeah, especially like I player. said, eight million way too much for him. Yeah, so I mean, he he might be able to find his home elsewhere and actually maybe fill in a role as a number one. But you, you know, we're gonna choose Stephon Diggs or John Brown. That's an easy one for me. So it's like one or the other. Yeah. One thing I did want to mention too, it's the Dolphins here. They cut this guy Calvin Noy. He's a linebacker. Like I said, one year after they signed him to a four-year, fifty-one million dollar contract. I don't yeah. understand the point of that. Yeah, that's raising eyebrows for sure. Yeah, like to... something's got to be going on there or something, because like it's not like they were Super Bowl contenders last year or something going into the season. Like they definitely right. outperformed mostly everyone's expectations. So, like, well, the, if he uh, wasn't in the plan, then what was the point of signing him for last year just to cut him? So, well, it's like, is this most of that guaranteed is really what Yeah, you know, what will be questioned. You know, yeah, I guess so. They'll probably. You know, you know, would it be, all right, you weren't worth this for this contract. You know, you under you underperformed. Let's save ourselves this cap space. Yeah, 10 million. Yeah, there's we'll probably a lot price. of. There was probably a lot of clauses in his contract where if he didn't perform up to a certain level, and maybe they were just gonna cut him. And maybe that was kind of uh Yeah. You know, we, we have a little bit of digging on that one. Yeah, NFL contracts are crazy, man. It's not like NBA where you just sign the contract and that's it. Like you're like in the NBA, as long as you don't just like retire, you're pretty yeah. much just guaranteed to get all the money that you signed for. So it's a lot easier to like navigate and figure out like yeah. What's really going on here? But I mean, to that point, we could talk about some guys that actually got signed uh, or re-signed or whatever the case may be with these guys. Obviously, we talked about Dak Prescott. That was huge. Uh, big money for big, him. Big Ben is a big one. Big Ben is like the one I don't think. I mean, no one wanted to see Big Ben come back just because of how uh, mediocre his season was. You know, just but you know. Hey, he's willing to take less money this year just to kind of get himself another another shot. I mean, they went 15-1 this year. And, oh wait, 15-1 or was it 14-2? No, nah, they ended up they going like 11-5. and or What was it, like 11-5? and five Because they started oh, out like 11-0. and 0, Or it might have been 12-4 and four or something like that. But I know they lost a bunch of games down the stretch before they went into the playoffs. It was like they didn't need to win anymore, so they just stopped winning. Just... Yeah, after they played us and we beat them. And that knocked off their win streak at eleven and zero. Mm-hmm. Great win for us, by the way. That's when I knew. Yeah. That's why I knew. Like you were more confident about that than me, but that's when I knew for sure that we was going to come back and win the division. But sticking on the on the Steelers, like you said, Big Ben. Uh, I think the move saves him about fifteen million in cap space this year. So obviously, there were there have been talks and. The Steelers, the cap hit Ben Roethlisberger was at, he was like, he was super up there. Like, I, I don't even want to say a number because it was it was high, probably like 30s, 40s. But he took his base salary down to like $14 million this year or something. So he got a lot less money. He's, rumors about not, he's not tripping, though. He wants to play, and they know that he's not that good anymore. But, I mean, I've been hearing uh, talks about Juju Smith-Schuster being chopped around the league. Oh yeah, he's he's a free agent. He's he's out of there. I should have put him on the people that didn't get tagged. Yeah, but he's also out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, so that's a that's that's like, you know, what's Big Ben gonna do? I mean, 
who's their guy over there? There's another guy that they got. At, oh, they uh, got um wide receiver. Chase Claypool has been balling. Chase Claypool, yeah, that's yeah, he was doing pretty darn good. Deontay Johnson was probably the number one receiver on the team this year. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never worried about the Steelers. If you look back for the last like 20 years, they've just been drafting and developing receivers. These guys go all over the league. Like we talked about Emmanuel Sanders, even though he got released, he's been a good one. Mike Wallace back in the day, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. They had obviously we all know about Heinz Ward. That's going back that, real that, far. Yeah. But yeah, but like even yeah, after that, I know there was a couple more guys like I can't remember the guy's name that always he started getting in trouble for for getting suspended. Marijuana and all that kind Antonio of stuff. Antonio Holmes? Not Antonio Holmes. Plaxico and he's Burris. another one that was – he was nice. Now, Plaxico Burris was good. And not him. It was another dude. That's what I'm saying. They got so many guys. Like, yeah, I'm right. even forgetting guys. And that was already a yeah. big list of guys. So, I'm not worried. The Steelers, they're going to have they receivers. They always got receivers. But, yeah, they got to improve the run game, I think. That's why I think he is big that he took less money. Another note that we got on here, like, like I guess we can bring that one up now too. The Steelers are unlikely to sign James Conner, so he's not coming back. The running backs they had, it's another situation where it's kind of hard for me to judge if it was the backs they had, which I do think it the, those backs aren't really that great. But also the offensive line was pretty terrible, especially running. Uh, the center, Pouncey. I'm pretty sure he retired earlier this this offseason. It's going to be rough for them. They got to get a run game or else it's going to be the same thing. They might not even make the playoffs this year because Big Ben was looking pretty bad towards the end of the season. They did have pretty, you know, unbeknownst to everyone around the league, they had a pretty easy schedule. Everyone thought of when I saw it, when I was looking at the games they were winning at the time, I think they were like 5, 6, and 0. Oh. I'm like, dude, they're, these Steelers are not only – are they winning games? But they're beating some pretty solid teams, but kind of later on in the stretch, you know, those teams that they beat ended up being under 500 and just wetting the bed. So it's like, right, you know, they didn't even really have a tough schedule, you know, down the stretch there. So there's not really much to base off base that whole 11 and 0 stretch they had there. You know, I don't, I don't see them um, just like you know what you were saying. I don't see them go even going to the playoffs. I see them barely trying to get to 500. Yeah, at this point, I, there's no way you can have them competing with the Browns or the Ravens. But if they do, you got to give credit to Mike Tomlin. That's the only reason they will have a chance. Yeah. I, I'll say that. Mike Tomlin is a spectacular coach. He's been in the league a long time, never been under 500. Never. Not one season. That's in the just- t- like, I will say this. The NFL is the toughest league to just maintain being good right. for years and years. Like. You could go from being the best team in the league to very bad in a very short time. Like, so, yeah, through injuries, everything, never been under 500. So I, I think this, I, this might be the year that, <laughs> with that being said, but I don't put it past Mike Tomlin. They're going to at least get like at least seven. They might go seven and, and nine. Well, I think they might be adding an extra game. We'll talk about that at some point. Oh. But. They, I think they might they, – I don't know. I think they might be like a game under 500 this year. Maybe, man. Yeah, who knows? Like, the odds were stacked against them last year when Big Ben was out most of the season. And, you know, under Mason Rudolph, 
you know, they still made it 500, you know what I mean? So Exactly. We're going to see what happens. Mike Tomlin's a tough son of a gun, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I guess we can get into the rest of the signings here. Uh, we mentioned Levante David signed his two-year $25 million with with the Bucks. Micah Hyde with the Bills, he re-signed on a two-year contract extension, safety. Pretty solid player. That's there. a really good one. That was a, I think that was the best one. Yeah, um, Eagles re-signed his center, Jason Kelsey, for 2021. $9 million fully guaranteed, potentially up to $12 million. Hey, I never hit on getting O-linemen, definitely. And yeah. then the Lions signed Tyrell Williams, who I always like bringing him up because – we got yeah. a good friend named Tyrell Williams. Shout out to Tyrell. That one. But the other Tyrell Williams, which, I mean, most, no, people, probably, deep, most people probably deep, know that Tyrell. Tyrell Williams. I hey. didn't know there was a Tyrell Williams in the NFL until, like, maybe not that long ago. To me, <laughs> to me this is the, the one that the Lions signed. To me, he's the other Tyrell Williams. But, hey, to each his own. <laughs> he signed for six point, a deal with up to $6.2 I thought that was kind of interesting because I, I, what has he really done in the NFL, right? Right, exactly. but, hey, never hating on a guy for getting his money. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's you know, awesome good ones. I like the Micah Hyde one for sure. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Jason Kelsey, I'm a little like weary, a little leery on that because he's getting old, man. And I thought he was gonna retire this year, but hey, you know, they, they must be something that, that I don't, so I can't really talk to him about that. But Levante David, I think that was a really good one. Obviously, they made their decision. That was huge. They made their decision. He's, he's been good for a long time, too. Not just this last season. Even when they were bad, Levante David has always been a solid linebacker. Definitely some good retention here. Yeah. I mean, we can move on, I guess. Since, like I said, there's so much stuff. I'm just trying to get through all of it in a timely manner, I guess. But – we talk about a couple of trades that happened. NFL trades, I feel like never really happened that often, but they've been happening a lot more in the last couple of years. So a couple of offensive linemen got traded. People probably don't know who these guys are, but just, just for the news, I guess. Trent Brown, offensive tackle from the Raiders. He got traded to the Patriots. They traded him and a seventh round pick for a 2022 Patriots fifth round pick so Patriots got a tackle for pretty cheap pretty good, there pretty good deal pretty good yeah deal, Trent Brown's I've I've actually heard of him I mean, he's good I don't know yeah I was gonna say I don't know how good he is. apparently Derek's the the Raiders no, he's, fan he's, over here yeah no he's, he's a low-key Raiders fan yeah yeah I mean Trent Brown is he's he was a he's there he was one of their guys you know so and they have a pretty good line from what I know they do yeah no I'm yeah. telling you and um uh, you know, New England's making that, that was a good move by New, by New England right there, and then them trying to fill that quarterback role, and, and they're even shopping around for a running back too. That's a big one. I think New England's going to have nice productivity on the offensive side of the ball with that one. So, Bill Belichick, you know what I mean? Yeah, he had one mundane season, but he's making some moves now. Let's see what happens. Yeah, definitely, Bill Belichick. They got to do something, man. Because no Belichick, it's, it ain't look no. good. It ain't look good this last year, even though they were like seven and nine, I think. But it still didn't even, look that yeah, good. even with you know pretty inconsistent play at quarterback. Cam Newton exactly. shot on the foot this year. Yeah, it was tough. But I guess the other trade I wanted to talk about this because it's kind of weird. 
the Titans traded offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson and a seventh-round pick to the Dolphins for their seventh-round pick. So they pretty much just gave this guy up for free. Uh, He was the 30th overall pick in the draft, first-round pick last season for the Titans. Well, I I guess that gives them a higher pick in the seventh round since the Titans were pretty, you know, I mean, I guess they moved up in the seventh round. Yeah, but that's how, like, for how much that's really worth, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I guess for a guy it, that yeah. went in the first round last year, though. Oh, right. That's a. Oh, I don't know, man. That's like, why I'm trying to figure out. I'm well, actually going to reach out to. I'm reaching out to Ben this week. I'm going to ask him about this. I'm sure he probably knows a little bit more than I do. He keeps up with the situation, but that's a weird story to me. And I thought people should know that that. This guy was picking the first round, and they just gave him up for no reason. He didn't really play that much. I looked him up. Like, trust me, I didn't just come over here. Just Like, I looked him up, and there's no real stories about, like, he didn't get in any trouble or anything, I don't think. So he just – they just picked him, and I guess he got there, and now they don't want him for some reason. And I don't know if they were just like, oh, this guy – uh, he's not what we thought he was on the field, or like I don't that's, know what happened. That's probably what it is. I mean, because if, if you're thinking about, it, let's, let's simplify this real quick. It couldn't give him another year, though. I'm sure, like that should have had to be more, right? Like, yeah, but it, but look, look at this. They they wanted a higher pick in the seventh round. You know, the, the, <laughs> the Dolphins aren't gonna come on, bro. Come on, the bro. Dolphins aren't just gonna say, hey, you know, we'll take your late round, late seventh round pick for our high. Early seven round pick. Why they need a se- the earlier so seven? Like, just us, pick the man in the sixth round something. that you want. Like, you know, <laughs> give us some. Give us a little bit of a a trade of of a barter here. You know, give us your offensive line. You know, let's pick them in the first round, and we'll give you our third round pick. So, I mean, I guess I guess it works. You know, you needed something valuable, and offensive tackles aren't that valuable. Like, <laughs> they're really not. You know what I'm saying? Especially oh, for someone who who probably under underperformed. It's just. I, who knows, man? I'm I'm not in that office. I, I'm not even a, so much of a Titans or Dolphins fan. So I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach out to to the only Titans fan I know. And yeah. hey, if you're listening to this, and you're a Titans fan. Reach out. Like, let me know what's going on here. Or, Those DMs. Yeah, any team for that matter. If we're misrepresenting your team in any way, let us know. I want to know. I want to. I want to give the news correctly. You know, I want to try to be part of it. Obviously, if you follow a team, you know more about that team than I do as someone. I follow the Washington football team as an example. I know about this stuff that's going around in the rest of the league because I I follow pretty intensely. But you know what I'm saying? If you follow a team and that's your team, you just go know about them. So I always love to hear the feedback when people are telling me, like, nah, you got it wrong, man. It's like this. So just wanted to get that in. So I'm always like, oh man, he's working, he's working Washington. You know, we need that in Washington. <laughs> it's like it's like the one team I'm like, oh, we could use that guy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like that, you know. Yeah, and I've been trying to get off that more yeah, be know, a little right? bit more like yeah. objective, but yeah, I don't really that's what I'm saying. I don't really all the way keep up with all the team needs. Everybody knows what team needs quarterbacks, because that's just the easiest thing to follow. <laughs> but yeah, I guess with that, yeah. Yeah, I guess with that we can move on because I was gonna say to like my transition here, you know, that ties in to this next story. The Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie wants to go all in on Jalen Hurts in 2021. And 
since you seem to like Jalen Hurts, I'll let you take that one away. What you think? Yeah, man. Think about that. Man, I've been trying to tell people, you know, touching back on, uh, you know, on, on the one episode where I was uh, basically the incognito Washington fan in the Eagles fan page on Facebook. I was trolling them hard, trolling hard, saying Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, like F Chris uh, Carson Wentz, like literally like I was that guy that was like, go, go Washington. <laughs> and they hated my guts. I'm surprised <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised I lasted in that group as long as I did, but you know, they finally kicked me out, but you know, I kept telling them like Jalen Hurts is, is the future in Philly. Carson Wentz is garbage. And it's, it's, here it is. Here we are. We're on the other side. And he has a lot to prove still. There's a lot of people hating on him still. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Add, add a few weapons. He might even turn Jalen Rieger into that first round pick that they thought he was. That's just my assertion there. He might actually perform well with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. Yeah, I guess I have to respond to that. Just watch. All right, go ahead. Let's hear it. But nah. You got so <laughs> much faith, man, in these young dudes. Yes. No, Jalen Hurts, I have a lot of faith. Don't get me wrong. I think he could be good still. I think the jury's still out on him for sure. And I think this is the right move for the Eagles. I thought it was the wrong move when they drafted him because they were still going in as Carson Wentz being their guy. And I thought that just added a lot of doubt and a lot of unnecessary conversation to the situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think this is the right move for now. They got to see what they got in him. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's a 50-50 situation right now. I wouldn't bet on it one way or the other. I think he could be good. He can run very well. I will say that. And if he could be accurate throwing the football, I think he will be good. But I don't know if he's going to be accurate. So I still think it's yet to be seen. And I I think I'm more on the side of that he's not going to be that great. You got to understand there's the hash marks are different parts of the field. You know, he's got different landmarks to to – uh, I'm seeing Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. These guys coming in, just slinging their rock. Jalen Hurts barely even played a full-length season, man. He came into a franchise who already had a franchise quarterback. Joe Burrow had no one to compete with. Justin Herbert, no one to compete with. They they were worse teams the year before, too, man. But Philly had their guy, and Jalen Hurts took his job. You know what I'm saying? That says a lot. I mean, lot. Carson Wentz did a lot to, to lose <laughs> that job. Don't get me wrong. He, he, there was no way. They could have had me as the backup. They would have had to take Carson Wentz out at some point. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean. I but, yeah, know. I'll give that to you, though. Hurts. Like I said, I, I think he still be, could be good. No, I, w- I always say I'm rooting for these guys, but I'm not rooting for him because he's on the Eagles. So, yeah. hey, we'll see what happens with him. Right. Yeah, there was a couple other little news and rumors here before we get out of here, I guess. The Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio, says the team's going to bring in some competition for Drew Locke. Obviously, I thought that, think that's a good move. You got any real thoughts on that one? Oh, yeah. I mean, Drew Locke, he's a big question mark. To me, he's kind of – he's not very not a very solid QB. He's shown promise in certain games, certain situations. But I don't think he's really acclimated very well. Uh, he needs more of um, how should I say? He needs more of more of a, a thesis. Like you know, let's just kind of see what he can do. 
in certain situations. I'm done on him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can't just give up on him. He's he's their he's their first round draft pick, and he did show a little bit of promise. So let's give him one more comp, one more one more chance. You know, it's not like a break of the bank on him. Let's bring in some competition. Let's see if you can get more yeah. out of him. You know, because that's really what it's all about. You know, a, a lot of players are discovered in training camp. You got to realize that competition that really upped your game and it shows you what you're made of so let's bring in that competition let's see let's see if drew lock really deserves that position or really deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league that's what they that's what they want to find out so i'm excited to see that too yeah i'm not sure what pick they have but i think they'll be one of the teams in the draft might be looking to move up or pick a quarterback with it i think a lot of teams there's a, a few good quarterbacks out there that yeah right I think they're definitely going to be taking quarterbacks. I'm looking at some mock drafts that are saying there, there might be three or four quarterbacks off the board in the first four picks. Yeah. So the guy from uh, BYU, I forget his name. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the one that came kind of uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. He shot up the boards this year. Obviously, we know yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Justin Fields. Yeah. From Ohio State. And then you got the guy from North Dakota. Um, uh, Trey you Lance, know, yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, he, yeah, he's 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 getting a lot of coverage. And then there's uh, a, oh Mac Jones, obviously from Alabama. I forgot about him. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that we're gonna pick him in the first round. I'm just not too gung ho about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like I've been saying about Tua, they had a squad around them. You talk about. I know a lot of people when they think Alabama, they think oh, like lockdown defense, which. Their defense is great. Don't get me wrong, but Alabama now is best receivers like you've ever seen. Best yeah, running, backs, running backs, three offensive best line going line. in the first round. Like, yeah, their offense is dynamite. They're one of they're one of these teams putting up like fifty points a game. So, I'm they're with just, you. I'm not dynamite. sold on Mac Jones. I think that That's every that. quarterback that gets in does that right now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, they're not known for quarterbacks. When was the last time they had a quarterback that's actually doing something in the league? None. I can't remember. Yeah. Like, the lad, the who, A.J. McCarron didn't do anything. Yeah, two has been, like, the highest, like, one drafted maybe ever, but in a very long time. Yeah, because he he was dynamite now, man. He actually, he played some ball. Yeah, when he came in that national championship game, they really put him on the map, came back and won it for him. They were going to lose with Hurts. Yeah. But then Hurts, the next, what was it, the next year came in and saved him in the AFC in the SEC championship. So that was that was just crazy time. I think Alabama quarterbacks. Hey, I, I guess I'll go against both of them. I think Tua and Hurts. <laughs> Jerry's out. Hey, Jerry's yeah. out, man. I ain't so of these guys. Let's just group them all as a whole. Alabama QBs are just always a big question. Yeah. They always have, they always can rely on the running backs, wide receivers. And any any personnel on the defense, period, whatsoever, you know, they just they just know how to get the best talent in the country out of high school. They just do. Exactly. Nick Saban always get the, they always get the best recruiting class, best recruiter. Like people say, best coach ever. And I don't really know how to judge his actual coaching on the field and how much of it is just having the best players because they get the number one recruiting class like every single season. So, like, it's not, even a, it's not like, like, when you're like obviously he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Like you still right. have to go out and win, but. Yeah, it's all about buying into what he what he's trying to to accomplish. You know, that's exactly. you know, all it is as a head coach because like everyone else, they're you know the the coordinators and the position coaches. Those are the ones you look at as far as developing talent. 
but Nick Saban is the guy who gets people focused, you know, who makes all the final decisions, you know, kind of cultivates the winning, the winning mentality here. So, I mean, they're winning, man. Yeah, he's so, more of yeah, like a CEO type, you know. Yeah, right. He's yeah, exactly. He's in charge of every moving. Just looking piece. Up, yeah, he puts people in charge of this and that. So he, yeah, he's a hell of a coach. Hell of a coach because he yeah. hasn't. And yeah, one more. I just want to say one more thing about Nick Saban. He talked about how he had to change his approach when recruiting these kids out of high school, and not so much talking about uh, like buying into the program. And, all this, which is all like good, and you want that, but he talked more about what can coming to Alabama do for you. That's what people care about at the end of the day. Like you'll buy into the team as long as this team is going to get me to the place I want to go. If my my goal is to win a championship. We can do that. If my goal is to make it to the NFL, we're going to do that. Like you go to Alabama and you're balling, you're going to the league. So 100%. they got a uh, Nick Saban, greatest recruiter. I guess coach because he went out there and did it. Like I said, that's a big part of college coaching is recruiting. So, right. Shout out to Nick Saban. Bear Bryant. We'll see though about his quarterback. Though, has yeah. he really ever put out that quarterback that's a star player? And can Mac Jones be that or Tua Tagovailoa for that matter? And I guess he had Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts. I was gonna say that too. Jaylen. He did go over to Oklahoma, who does put out the quarterbacks. So, yeah. So. If he goes, if he balls out, I feel like people are just gonna credit it to Oklahoma, right? But I don't know, man. I that that's all on Jalen, in my opinion. All on Jalen. He's he's just that man. He has that mentality to overcome adversity. That's that's really what I'm sold on. His attitude. I hope he does, man. You know, I always root for the young black quarterbacks. Just, you know, I do, man. Even like I, I said, even though he's on the Eagles, you know, I, I know, right? Same with Dak Prescott. You, you know, man. But I guess with that, we can move on. Stephen Gilmore, apparently multiple executives around the league believe it's a, quote, foregone conclusion that the Patriots will trade him this offseason. Obviously, if you don't know Stephen Gilmore, he was defensive player of the year a couple years ago. Uh, He's been one of the best corners in the league for a long time. So if he's on the trade market, I think that's huge. Definitely had to mention that before the end of this show. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't even know who who could even go for that. But at this point, I'm not quite too sure on who's on who's top of the market at this point. But yeah, uh, synopsis on that. However, you know, yeah, I mean, whoever gets them, you know, more on them for sure. We're gonna see a big difference. Who, uh, maybe the Saints, you know, they got rid of uh, Kenny Vaccaro, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that who Kenny Vaccaro? No, that, was? Kenny Vaccaro was um, Titans, I think. I mean, Saints Titans. got rid of um, the Saints. No, they tagged their safety, uh, Marcus Williams. They got rid of J- Janoris yeah, Jenkins. Atlanta. That's who it was. Janoris Jack Ragged Jenkins. Maybe, yeah. maybe Atlanta. Atlanta could probably use him. Getting rid of uh, – Oh, hey, they you definitely know? need it. That'd be a huge – Huge bonus, right? Only thing I think about Gilmore is he's actually really good. Like, what's it going to take, really, for the, the team to trade for him? I mean, because, not too much. Yeah, not that's that that's my thing. Is if it's going to take a lot, I'm not really sold on trading for him. But maybe a third. Uh, maybe a yeah third. for a third though. Definitely, definitely something like that. Not definitely. I'm just saying. Not. I wouldn't give a first for him. Second. No, I don't think. It, 
DB's not. I think a second, maybe. Maybe. The team really wants him that bad. And New England's just not really not really budging. But you know, like I said, New England's known for getting those bargain picks in the draft. So they could get him for a second or third. And they could use that to the fullest potential. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I think he's a really good corner. So we'll see what happens with him. We'll definitely keep the listeners updated on that one. As soon as a move happens or if he's staying with the Patriots, we'll, we'll update that for sure because he's a big piece. But I guess that really leaves us with one more topic before we get out of here. I want to make sure that my team gets mentioned on the show. Obviously, we tagged Brandon Sheriff, but the Washington football team, we've tendered Kyle Allen as an exclusive rights for each. Now, I'm going to be honest again, I don't 100% know what that means, except for the fact that he'll probably be back with the team next year. So I guess I'll kick it to you and just ask, one, do you really know what that means? And two, uh, is Kyle Allen good? Like, do you even want him back? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's an injury, injury that happened just like this. Um, and last time he was starting yeah. in Carolina. It just doesn't seem like he's able to stay on the field. And that's, to me, the most important thing, you know, is, is is he able to stay on the field. And I feel like I did a little bit of, you know, what is a – I literally Googled what is a rights free agent. It say that he's still going to be on the team. Uh, however, let's see what it says here. So basically this is what it says on – my best friend Google, exclusive rights free agent is a player who is just who has like just two or few, two or fewer accrued seasons in an expired contract. However, the player does not need to be active for games to accrue a season. So basically, he won't necessarily be. So basically, he's only been in the league two years. He's been only been in the league two years, so he doesn't have enough tenure to really to just go out on the open market and get right paid. Right. Right, exactly. Okay. So he has nothing really to bargain with. So he can play this season. It's not necessarily a franchise tag. He can go wherever he would want should a team want him. This is but he's, he's still on the roster. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's gonna. So I guess if no, I guess if nobody really wants him, he'll no just no commitment. There's no yeah. commitment there from us, basically. Okay, cool. But he's still he's still on our squad. He provides no competition in training camp, and if he earns the job. Then that's where we can we can still sign up. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that. The sound so, of this is is better and better. As long as we're not giving him any type of real money, I think he'd come in and compete. He wasn't he wasn't bad when he was in there. No promise, but you know he was all right. He was all right. Yeah, like if, he didn't, if, like if, I said, if, he didn't really show me anything. But yeah, he didn't show me he, he sh- wasn't good. He showed more promise in in uh, Carolina. And that was I was excited when he when he was coming to Washington, especially because Rivera was you know just signed on as that coach. I'm thinking, holy crap, you know we got a quarterback and a coach coming back together. Let's see what happens with this. I had no faith in him. I was and hoping I, he did good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, it's, after I, Dwayne Haskins beat him in, <laughs> in his rookie season when he was starting, that was one of Dwayne Haskins' only wins like ever. Yeah, I mean, that, and it, like I said. I watch all the games and everything. Obviously, I play fantasy football, all that. So I follow a lot of the teams. But obviously, when my team plays them, I, I look a little closer. He he looked that good then. But hey, if Rivera believes in him, like I said, he was solid when he was in. And maybe I have Dwayne Haskins syndrome because everybody that came in looks solid. 
And I was like, all right, maybe this guy could just be solid enough with our defense, put together a run game and a look and a game plan. They can execute. So I, that's how I feel about Kyle Allen. That's how I feel about Heineke. I, I got a lot more confidence in Heineke right now, even though he only played yeah. one game. <laughs> even though even though in that one game he technically was our last option at quarterback so he had to stay in the field though very, i mean we had uh what's his name steven montez the practice squad dude ready just in oh, case no. yeah I would I would like, logan thomas get put under center just in case i would have rather logan thomas not yeah, even I'm i never saying. even heard of montez until it was like yep he's the backup for tonight i said who got him from the fan control football league i don't know something like that man <laughs> But hey, like I said, we, we gotta address that in some in either in the draft, free agency, we're gonna have to trade for somebody. I would at this point with our defense, I would love to have Jimmy G. <laughs> I mean, dude, I can't I can't disagree with you there. I really can't. Any any QB that's that can manage a football game and not turn the ball over at this point. I wouldn't want Derek Carter. I'd rather just rival what we got. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. If, that's really yeah, I not, I just wouldn't want him. I don't, I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. I don't. It just doesn't. I don't feel that at all anywhere. Jimmy G is. So there's that. There that ends the argument. Right Jimmy G's not going anywhere. The coach, I, I wanted to bring that up too. I'm glad you said that because I want to bring that up. The GM John Lynch came out and said he's not going anywhere. He said that he's the quarterback for next year. How many times have you heard that before? He's not uh, going nowhere, man. Guy, say, oh, he, oh, we ain't he ain't going nowhere. That was back when Oda anywhere, man. Bro, bro, literally. We talk about man who's successful everywhere Giants, he's been. The New York Giants traded OBJ despite all the rumors and all the announcements. They said, no, we're not, we're not shipping OBJ nowhere. But guess what happened? They ended up sending him to Cleveland. The apples to oranges. No, ex- no, exactly. Because a player at OBJ's caliber at that time of year was traded like this, and no one expected it. He, hey, he was walling out though. He was doing things that was they they was he was embarrassing the team. If you want to look at it from that standpoint, I don't think he was actually embarrassing the team, but I think there was definitely people out there who were like, "Oh, like he's going to Florida when when they got a playoff game coming up. Oh, he's doing this. He's so I felt like there was a lot swirling around the situation. Like Jimmy G ain't doing nothing. He just play. I mean. He's not always playing because he's, he's not worth. But he, he just goes out and plays, and w- when he plays, he wins. So let's just put a line around him I, and keep I, him I, healthy. I would rather use that narrative now to a guy who wins and try and go get me some draft picks for him because he ain't doing that great. He, he, he look, he he, he, he would win on the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real, real. We'll be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Right, make it happen, Chris. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to if they listen to me, we would have probably won a Super Bowl by now. At least that's what I think. <laughs> but yeah, I guess with that, we could go ahead and close it out here. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we take off? One player we didn't mention though, real quick, kind of end things off. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Yes. A, just to kind of top off the one player that we that we kind of left off. He's saying, "I I have him staying in uh, in Arizona." He had a he had a pretty good season this year. I had him on my fantasy team, and he definitely uh, put up some numbers. So I thought he was solid, but not like great or anything, you know. But you know they they got a nice team around. Why not just keep him? Why not keep him? He's he's in the system. If you want, you yeah. can add another add another feature back. Like who else do they really have? Anyways, have a dual threat 
you know, dual running game going, you know, he, he, he put up solid numbers. He ran for 900 some odd yards this year. So, you know, that's something. They want to add a second running back to have a, have a dual backfield. Why not? DeAndre Hopkins in the passing game looking pretty, pretty uh, promising. And, you know, they just need, got tweaked a little bit, but Arizona's looking good. So I, you know, I, I got Kenyon Drake staying sticking around. That was my final assertion right there. And one guy we left off. Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that because, like you said, he's a solid running back in the league for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I guess if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, You're a true sports nerd like us, and your support is always appreciated. If you're not following us already on Instagram, you should probably go ahead and do that. We got a lot of content coming out of there. All our picks, uh, if you're with us on the basketball shows, we I post the picks up over there. We're going to be doing that when football season rolls back around here. So all that type of content, so much more. And yeah, keep supporting and keep nerding it up.